104 years ago on the 19th and 20th of July 1916, Australian and British troops attacked heavily fortified German positions across flat, open ground at the tiny French village of Fromel. It was the Australians' first action on the Western Front and the AIF's initiation in France came six months after withdrawing from Gallipoli. More than 5,500 men of the 5th Australian Division were casualties, with about 2,000 killed in action or dying of wounds. It's believed to be the greatest loss by a single division in 24 hours during the First World War. The head of the Australian War Memorial's military history section, Ashley Eakins, says some consider Fromel the most tragic event in Australia's history. More than 1,300 diggers were missing after the battle with no known grave. But retired Australian schoolteacher and amateur archaeologist Lambus Englazos had long believed some of them were buried by the Germans in mass graves at Pheasant Wood. After years of pushing for an investigation of the site, in 2009 an international team of forensic investigators recovered the bodies of 250 soldiers. 166 of them were identified and in early 2010 the Fromel Pheasant Wood Military Cemetery became the first new Commonwealth War Graves Commission cemetery created in 50 years. Late last year I visited the Museum of the Battle of Fromel, which was built beside the cemetery in 2014, to learn more about this remarkable story and to discover how the team there is continuing the work to identify more of the missing soldiers. I'm Geoffrey Bouillet and I'm the historian of uh, Battle of Fromel Museum. Ten years ago now, uh, lots of people don't know uh, about the Battle of Fromel, and uh, we have to explain them what it's happened during the battle and after when they found bodies just here at a few uh, hundred meters from the museum and the cemetery. And uh, it's very difficult to understand for French people to understand the battle because we have no French troops. Uh, in the north of France. So we have most Australian who talks about Fromel and know what's happened here about French people. So every day we have to explain uh, to, to these French people and after Australian learn most of things uh, about the battle here. Tell me what you would tell, say, I'm an Australian mm-hmm. visiting for the first time. Explain briefly what happened and the recovery of the missing soldiers of Fromel. We have to explain them uh, what's happened here so during the battle and why we found so many bodies inside the German trenches and how the German buried them uh, inside the Pheasant Wood Cemetery, the Pheasant Wood Mass Grave, in fact. It's difficult to understand that Germans take care of them and buried them because they have to. It's uh, difficult to have uh, bodies inside the trenches, so they have to uh, bury them. And after, uh, it's a very long time to find these mass graves. We have different photographs, aerial photographs by uh, British planes, who take pictures of the sites in different months. And after that, uh, we have uh, some German reports would say that they buried 400 Englanders, uh, so British or Australian soldiers. So when they found the bodies, they think that they found 400 people, 400 soldiers inside the mass grave. But in fact, we find only 
if you want, uh, only 250 soldiers. In six mass graves of eight, uh, five pits were from uh, 50 soldiers, and the last one, the sixth, uh, we found just three bodies, maybe found at the end of the um, uh, cleaning trenches. So we don't know uh, how they buried them, uh, in which way, um, how many times they take care. I think it's one week to bury all the soldiers inside these mass graves. They were found uh, in uh, 2005, I think, but work uh, more years to prove that they were here. It's a long time and uh, lots of people uh, search them. Uh, we know that uh, Lambis Anglosos and Peter Barton make lots of research and uh, Ward Selby too. Um, lots of people search them and have to prove that they were here. And after it takes three years, they begin in 2007. And after in eight, they try um, X-ray. And in 2009, they, they begin the exhumation. So they find, uh, during this excavation, all the soldiers inside this mass grave. Yeah, it's remarkable because Lambos had tried for so long to convince the authorities that mm -hmm. they were there. He knew they were there, but it took a number of years. It was a very persistent effort by Lambos, wasn't it, to keep pushing the, the authorities to recognise it? Yes, uh, it's a hard work, and he have to prove during few years and uh, we meet uh, we met him uh, last year and he will be here in April and maybe in July and uh, yes I meet him uh, here in Fromel and we take uh, a car to, to make a run around here he always search over soldiers because he said that if we if Germans uh, write in the report that he could be uh, buried 400 why we only found 250 soldiers so maybe we missed some of them and in always search uh, in Fromel if we can find more mass graves somewhere and we know that we missed lots of soldiers we missed uh, 200 German soldiers we don't know where they are and uh, 150 Australian soldiers and maybe 300 uh, British soldiers but Maybe the British are not here, and most in the village just next to Fromel in Hobers. He works a lot. He works also in Gallipoli, so he, he always search information to find these mass graves or if we can find more soldiers. In Fromel, we have two battles. The first is Hobers Ridge battle, so the Rougebain, and the battle from here. So we know that we have lots of missing, and maybe for the first or the second batteries in here in Fromer, so it's possible to find more soldiers. Do you think it's likely that there's more? And it could be, like you say, 150 Australians more and, and Germans, maybe more Germans? We don't know where they are, in fact. We have to make more research uh, in aerial photograph, maybe, and it's possible to find more soldiers. We know that we missed near one five hundred soldiers somewhere in Fromel, so maybe one day we will find them, but we don't know really how and when. It's a remarkable story, and the recovery, and then creating a new cemetery. I think it was the first Commonwealth new Commonwealth War Grave Commission cemetery 
in more than 50 years since the Second World War and 250 burials in the Pheasant Wood Cemetery, is that correct? Yes, to 250 soldiers inside, we identified some of them with DNA tests and DNA samples take on all the teeth of all the soldiers. Uh, we have to explain that because lots of people think we have to uh, exhume all the bodies to, to try to make a DNA test. So no, we, we make all these things uh, in two, uh, and, uh, 2009. But today we have to find the families. Lots of them don't know that they have a relative here in Fromel. So sometimes we meet family with a guided group or battlefield tour and we have to explain them that uh, the soldiers could be here, maybe. It's possible. And some of them have really um, problems uh, about the place where their relatives could die. Uh, we have problems with uh, 20, uh, 31st Battalion write the reports and say that uh, their uh, soldiers fought here in Fromer but died on 21 July. So the CWGC have to put 29 July on the reports and they were commemorated in uh, villers bretonneux in the Somme. So their names are on the wall in the Somme but in fact they die here in Fromer so they are not in the Vesicone Pernon, they are in villers bretonneux Pernon but in fact, the family don't know that they fought here and could be in Pheasant Wood Cemetery. So sometimes we have to explain them uh, when they say the name of the soldiers uh, and the battalion. I make some research and sometimes I say to us that no, it is not in some. It could be here in Fromel. It could be here in Pheasant Wood Cemetery. So we have to give DNA tests to try to identify them. So we meet some family like that, and uh, maybe this year we could be uh, a part of this uh, identification uh, because we meet a soldiers who, a family soldier who, who fought here as a SAP uh, pioneer, and he could be here in Pheasantwood. He's on the list who could be here. So we explain them that they have to contact Lumbis Anglosos and Fromel Association of Australia to try to give uh, their DNA and possibly uh, identify him this year. How many people are there, a potential soldiers could be identified? How many are going to maybe do the DNA in that group of people that may have relatives here that they didn't know? Here we have uh, 166 soldiers identified since 10 years ago, since 10 years. And uh, today we always try to find um, the family. And sometimes we meet hers, um, we, we meet them here, and sometimes we just meet them on Facebook or by email, so we contact them. And we say that they have to contact a former association of Australia, for example, to, to try a test and DNA. Uh, we know that uh, 3,000 uh, people give DNA for the tests, but only 166 soldiers identify. In fact, the family is big now. Uh, there are lots of children and grandchildren of this family. So it's most difficult. Uh, they are um, the recovered unite, uh, unity, I think, who have to find the best uh, people, a relative of a family to give DNA test because it's cost a lot. And uh, they have to find the best people to identify the soldiers. 
uh, we know that lots of people ask them uh, to to try to notify all these soldiers. They search them. They are on the corner panel, so we missed them during the Battle of Fumero. And the only things they had is just a letter from the army who said that uh, the soldiers is just missing and wounded, but don't know where, don't know how, and don't know anything about that. Just one year after, they received a letter who said he may be killed in action, and that's all. So for the family, it's very hard to 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 do not know what's happened here, what's happened to their relatives. And lots of them came here in the museum to try to have some answers about the battle. Uh, we have a big map inside the museum, so we explain everything during eight minutes. It's very interesting. And he explained very lots of things during the battle and why we have to, to left all these soldiers inside the no man's land and the German trenches. We try to meet the families, try to make lots of research. We know that um, former association of Australia tried to find more uh, free genealogists to, to find some people. They make also a fundraising to, to try to pay genealogists in Europe to find more soldiers because lots of soldiers who fought for the AF were from uh, Europe. So lots of their family stayed in Europe during the war and lots of them are very difficult to find. Some of them changed their name if they were women when they married, so they are most difficult to find. And we have, for Australia, we have more uh, DNA from the male branch but not for female branch. It's most difficult to find, so it's a little hard. And we know that some of the bodies were too, too hard to take DNA. They had bad tests, and we know that some of them will never be identified. And lots of them are, don't have family after them. So we missed some family and maybe we never found them too. Uh, we have also another problem uh, during the Battle of Romer and when they buried the bodies, some of them were buried in Furna Web, just near from here. And they buried, uh, I think, 50 soldiers, British and Australian. We know that they make lots of research about Jack Bowden, where uh, the Lumbis found um, important things uh, in the reports by German. Uh, someone, uh, an eyewitness, said that uh, Jack Bowden will, um, was buried by German in Pheasantwood Cemetery, in Pheasantwood Mass Grave, and he said uh, in Five Mass Grave or in Fornoweb. This is the first thing that they found about Fromel and the Mass Grave. The first information will give us proof that some things happen here and just near uh, the pheasant wood. But Jack Bowden, we have all the DNA and we don't find him here. So it may be in Fauna Web with the 50 overs. That haven't been found yet. Yes, he, he, he will never be, maybe he will never be found because if we have all the DNA tests and if in, he's not here, it may be at Fauna Web, but after the war, they, uh, they make excavation, exhumation, and they send us to Suchet in, uh, near Lens. And, and it may be inside this uh, cemetery, so never 
recovered by DNA. Fact. Where's Funnel Web? Is that nearby here too? It's just two village after Fromel. It's a big cemetery for Jim. Uh, German don't bury their soldiers here in Fromel. They bury them uh, in small village around here. And lots of them are in Boccalini and uh, Fauna Web. So they put them inside. And after the war, French have to exhume and reburied all the German in other uh, stone and uh, mass grave. It's not mass grave. It's a grave with three soldiers in each cross. But uh, we know that some soldiers are uh, not missed, but sent to to Suchet and will never be testing by DNA. It's a massive puzzle to try and to work out. Jeffrey, as a historian, is it fascinating to be involved with this and not just the museum, but the ongoing search for relatives of these soldiers for you personally? Is it fascinating? Yes, of course. It's always interesting and uh, we are happy to help Australian people search their relatives and be a part of this identification could be a very good thing because we we work every day with with patients, in fact. It's not just a job, we have to explain that to people. It's not just a job here when we are inside, when we search people, when we meet the families, it's very emotional. And after we want to help them most than the job, in fact. And of course, it's always interesting. Sometimes I receive inquiries uh, or questions about different people, different historians, sometimes I. I talk with uh, Lambis or the Formal Association of Australia who say, what do you think about these soldiers? Could be here or not? Or what do you think about that? Or I found um, letters. Uh, what do you know about him or things like that? I make lots of research. So I, I find lots of things. And sometimes I can explain to the families where they found. Lots of them don't know really what's happened here. And I met a woman who, who had a relative here, uh, Henri Bell, who was identified last year by DNA, but she cannot be here uh, since uh, July this year. So I met her and I explained to her what's happened, where he was, how many people were in this battalion and when he fought, where he fought and things like that. And after she said, oh, I have another people, uh, another relatives who fought near from here, but uh, buried in uh, Douai. So at less than one hour from here. And she said, it's a Captain Arblaster. So I have to say, no, no, uh, Arblaster fought here, not, not in Douai. And she asked me, are you sure? Yes, of course, the Captain Ablasters uh, was um, in a battalion here from El Fout here, was wounded and was prisoner of war during the battle. And uh, the German wanted to send him to the biggest hospital. It was in Douai, near Valenciennes, and he, he died of his wounds. But he was here in Fromel, and she never knew that before she was here in July. So I have to... Uh, Sometimes I, I help them, that's all. <laughs> that must be very satisfying for you to not only help people find their relatives, but that, that clear up information about their details about their relatives as well. It must be very satisfying for you. Yes, uh, I have to make lots of research inside the Red Cross um, and sometimes on their um, 
enroll uh, papers when they are enrolling in the army. And uh, we find information uh, also in different uh, books uh, about Formel. Uh, for example, uh, we have an anthropologist inside the, the museum team, and she finds information in the big book, uh, Remember Me to All, who explain uh, all the excavation, but it's a scientific uh, books. It's hard to read. And as an anthropologist, she finds some information inside, and very interesting for us. Um, because we know some things about soldiers who were too, too badly injured and we know maybe where they were during the battle. We can explain some things about um, brothers inside the, middle of the cemetery. We have lots of information on that and it's uh, sometimes we have most information than the family and of course it's uh, interesting to explain then really what's happened for them, for all these soldiers who fought here uh, one hundred years ago. But yes, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's sometimes it's very emotional to explain them. We meet uh, the families who of the soldiers who were identified this year, so seven families uh, in July, and it's the first time that we make a guided visit for them. It's the first time that we really meet the family because uh, a few years ago, uh, the family just passed one hour here during the ceremony and have to go in other way, in other road. And for us, it's it was very emotional during one hour to explain them the battle, where they fought, where could be their relatives. And at the end, we explained some portraits uh, of the museum. We have 21 portraits at the end. And we make lots of research about them to to explain to school group, to French group, and sometimes families uh, that w they are not forgotten. Uh, we talk about their story. We want to know more about them, to to explain to every people who came in the museum that they are not only a name on the grave. They are most more from that from that, and we explain some. Um, life stories before the war, uh, during the battle, and how they uh, commemorate now and today by the family. If people are listening to this and they think that their relatives may have fought here, or even if their names are on the wall at Village Breton, or, or, or what's the best thing they can do? Do they send you an email? Can they contact you here to send an email or phone you? Yes, of course. I have a Facebook page called uh, Geoffrey Musée Fromel. And uh, I met sometimes families on that because I search information on different uh, groups about Fromel. And sometimes I talk with uh, relatives who talk, uh, talk about me to different families. And I try to contact them to have information, to have photographs or things interesting or letters that they can send. Um, uh, sometimes they just send me an email, so I give my card at the end of the visit uh, if they are from a relative's family, so I give them a card. And sometimes different associations who work with us uh, give my card or say that they can send me an email to have more information. And we meet lots of family here who came to visit uh, the area. And sometimes we find, uh, we, we learn them information 
uh, when they are in Battlefield 2 and don't know that their relative could be here. So it's always interesting and we can help us if, if they need that. And sometimes they just have questions about the battle or more want more than the museum uh, can give us. So I make some research and I try to to, to give us an answer. Uh, I have a woman who asked me if uh, stretchers barriers were more or less in um, dang dangerous way through during the battle. And also these soldiers uh, play uh, saxophone. Uh, so I find some information about that and before the Battle of the Somme, all the people who were in the parade to play music were stretchers barriers too. But after the Battle of the Somme, they, they think it's too uh, difficult to play parade when their stretchers barriers was missed. So they had to change this, um, this rule and say that we need uh, music for the parade and we have to protect the musician. But for him, it was too late. He fought during the battle of Romero and he, he was killed. And in a book uh, called Don't Forget Me Cobbers by Robin Scofield, we find a, a, small, a small page who, who we found an information about a saxophone who was lost uh, in headquarters and never, uh, never asked by anyone. So I just say that could be yours, but not sure, of course, but it's just a strange thing to know that we, we search saxophone player and they found saxophone after the battle. And of course, there could be these missing soldiers could be still just out on the battlefield and were lost out there, blown up into beyond any trace left. But they're not necessarily all in mass graves or other mass graves that may be still out there. They could have been just missed, lost on the battlefield, couldn't they? Yes, of course. We we know that um, inquiries were made uh, just after the war and they found 410 soldiers uh, from Australian, Australian troops and were buried in Vici Corner Cemetery and Memorial. Uh, but we also know that some soldiers have to be buried during the battle. And we know that uh, British and Australian uh, make some sap. And in this sap, uh, pioneers sometimes bury soldiers uh, that they can't uh, send to, to the German, uh, to Australian or British trenches. So sometimes they make a small century inside the no man's land. They buried them put them inside and we don't know if all of them were found. Uh, some of them were blown up. We have uh, people, a family who came here and explained that they are soldiers um, uh, at the bag with uh, lots of grenades inside, just on your elbow. And it just ran along the uh, Australian trenches and the German sniper shot in the bag. It was in uh, 16 July, so he was killed and blown up uh, during uh, in the tr Australian trenches. So his body has never been f really found, and he uh, don't had uh, all the honors of a battle because he wasn't in a battle. It was just before, so it's very hard to to understand for Australian family. 
and sometimes I meet uh, a man who search his relative here. He's, uh, he's buried in Rue du Bois, near from Fromel in Florbege, just uh, the village after, where the where Australian and British were uh, before the the battle. And he said why he was killed here in sixteenth uh, September. I tried to find answers, and I have to say that it just such water. Uh, uh, such water inside the German trench, uh, the Australian trench, and just uh, take a look uh, on the trench and over the bag, and the German sniper shoot him. It's just one guy in one day in the bad place. Jeffrey, it's lucky you're still young because there's a lot of work <laughs> and it's lucky you're a young man because there's a lot more work to do here isn't there just you know when this cemetery was created it was um well sort of not the start but early stages there's a lot more to do yes of course it's just a beginning in fact well i make research since two years ago now i'm here since three years and we meet lots of people we find lots of things and we want to talk about the battle as far as possible, of course, and we we will try to to have information. It's a, maybe a dream, but we want to have the most information as possible. We meet some people who have uh, survived relative. We explain them what's happened. Uh, some of them write some books, so we have some books about the soldiers who, who write his biography. In fact, and it's very interesting to have that because. Uh, lots of families say to us that mm, their survived soldiers never talk about the battle from hell and the war. Uh, they don't want to talk about that. Uh, so when it's on a book, it's most easy to, to write some things, but to explain to someone who don't make the war, who don't fight here. And we have some papers, very hard to read and very uh, emotional. It's very hard when they talk about uh, uh, butcher, mud with blood, and lots of things like that, and some wounded soldiers. The eyewitness are very hard in their words sometimes, but they just explain what's happened. But for, for people, it could be very hard to read and to understand. But it's always interesting to have this information for us. And for me, because I try to to make uh, the biggest data as possible here, uh, so we have uh, information for all the soldiers in Pheasantwood Cemetery, because we meet the families and we make more research for them. But after we meet lots of families from different cemeteries, so we have information about them. Sometimes, just a little about uh, British soldiers, and um, even uh, German soldiers. Not many, but some of them. And after we we have uh, 200 files for VC corner soldiers. So we try to, to find information also for the missing here. Because they could be in Pheasantwood and they fought in Fromel. So we try to make, uh, as possible, all this research. But it takes a long, long time. <laughs> it's very hard and very long. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey, for your time and giving us an insight into your work in preserving the memory of the men who fought and died at Fromel 104 years ago.